What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 192. Today, we are back for another weekly episode. We're recording this on Wednesday night. It's a little bit of a late night cast today. Uh, and we're here to talk to talk summer league and hoops. Mm-hmm. Lots of basketball been going on. It's a lot of figuring out whether we like guys or not. And summer league doesn't matter. No. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's the worst part about summer league. It's like we, we could talk all we want about it and then it just rarely translates perfectly to the NBA. But we talk about it every summer because it's so much fun to watch. Exactly. Like it's so much fun to, to guess what these guys are actually going to end up looking like. And like I was watching the Pistons last night, but I was like, I like felt obligated to watch them because they were on. And I was like, I need to watch them. But like when Asar came off the court, because Ivy and Duran and Wiseman are all done, Livers isn't playing. Sasser was playing, but when Asar comes off the court, it's like, do I really want to watch Buddy Bayheim and Jared Roden and you know these guys like that aren't going to be on the team? Yep. Not necessarily. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, I still watched it, but, like, I didn't really want to necessarily. Like, I would have loved to watch something else. Yeah, and it's only fun when, like, at that point in the game when there's guys you know from their colleges, like, their college days. Like, yeah, oh, what are true. these guys up to now? Uh-huh. And, like, but Betty, Buddy Beheim isn't one of those guys that you're, like, tuning into. Yeah. You know what he's doing. He's shooting threes, and he's jogging around everywhere. The Pistons Summer League squad had Jack Nungy. He was former Iowa big man. He was on Xavier in this past year in the tournament. I didn't even know he was on the squad. He was out there. I was like, when did he get on the Summer League squad? I have not seen, I actually have not watched Xavier Simpson on the court yet. Every time he's been on the court, I just am not watching. Because that means <laughs> Sasser or Ivy aren't in the aren't game. In the you game. Know? So and like, why, why watch? Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk more about Summer League, obviously. We're also going to get into some Pistons talk with the Isaiah Stewart uh, extension. And we're going to react to a Bleacher Report article today, and then as well as continuing our positional rankings, moving on to the top 10 shooting guards in the NBA, which was just as hard as the point guards after me and Easton made some modifications uh, yeah. to, the, to the list. Yeah, we made it a much more intense list. Yeah, when we'll get to it when, yeah, we, when sure. we get to it. Uh, quickly, I wanted to say uh, that the Summer League, or the uh, the Summer League, we, I was just asking about this, the quarterback show on Netflix with Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota came out last night on Wednesday. Um, I watched episode one. It's eight episodes. It dropped all at once. Pretty good so far. Like I, I think it's going to be very interesting to because it just follows them through the season last year. Oh, gotcha. It's just like, but it's like their lives though. It's not just like, it's about being a quarterback, like what your life is like as a quarterback, basically. That's so interesting. Cause I, I can't uh-huh. imagine how different it is from normal life other than, well, I don't know though. Cause I don't know what it's like to live life as a professional. Then athlete. Watch the show. I have no then, idea. Then you'll know. <laughs> and especially Mariota, that's gotta be an interesting standpoint to watch right. from. Just yeah. Because, Cause I think they, they wanted to do it in that standpoint where it's like this, you know, superstar. top superstar QB, like a good QB, but not like a superstar. And then like a QB that like could get, lose his job, which mm-hmm. he did lose his job. And I'm excited to see how they do all that. Um, and I'm pretty sure they said that based on how the ratings for this go, they will do it again next year with three other quarterbacks, um, which I think would be super cool if, like, Jared Goff was, like, the middle one, you mm-hmm. know? Why not? Yeah, that would be sweet. But he's too good to be the middle quarterback. Yeah. Uh, if Kirk Cousins is the middle quarterback, Jared Goff cannot be. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I will say the first episode, no, I'm not, like, trying to, like, be a big-time hater here. Too much of Mahomes' wife. It, it, it was, like, more about her than it was about Mahomes. And, like... 
I'm not like I'm not saying that there isn't an audience for that, but I, it's not mine. You know, and like, I don't I'd think it's not. the audience of the group that's going to watch the show either. Yeah, like the, to me that unless Matt Stafford was in it, because people love Matt Stafford and Kelly Stafford. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know why people love Kelly Stafford so much, but uh, she loves Detroit. Yeah, she did. <laughs> but yeah, it's just not the right demographic. You're targeting no, the wrong group. It was for definitely that. I was I was definitely getting it. Like I actually didn't even finish the first episode. Why I wouldn't you make a quarterback wives show? I feel like that would be pretty good. Like, oh, quarterback wives. Like, there probably is one. Talk like about the, the wives of an NFL. They used to have the, a show about basketball players' wives. I think it was literally called Basketball Wives, and that's genius. It was like a like, reality TV show. Yeah, but like, so I'm not watching that though. No, but I think girls would. I think, I think girls would. would find that like extremely interesting. Yeah, because all girls want to date a pro athlete. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't say all, but a lot. I mean, every girl would be happy dating. I would be happy yeah, dating a yeah, pro exactly. happy. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. All right, let's get into some basketball talk. The first thing I want to talk about before we even talk. About the games at Summer League is what was announced at Summer League, and that is the in-season tournament. I want to get your thoughts and as well as my thoughts on this because it was like officially announced. They brought out the players to announce the groups for each squad, um, and it's it's basically going to be uh, like throughout November, uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights. It's either Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday. Can't remember. Those are going to be tournament nights. Uh, where the teams in each group will play each other, and they'll there's five teams in each group, uh, and there's six groups, so they'll play each of the four teams one time. Based on how that goes, there'll be a semifinal and a final, uh, and the final winner gets 500k per player. I'm pretty sure, and they win the NBA Cup, uh, which they're trying to make a a thing. Like soccer has does something like this where they have an in season tournament. Um, so what do you think? What do you think about the in-season tournament? A lot of mixed reviews here. I mean, I love it uh, in theory. I just don't know how it looks in practice. I think it's an incredible way to get guys to play in, the, in those Tuesday and Thursday nights, maybe make it a little more uh, nonchalant, a little more meaningful. And I hope it works to do that because that November stretch can be really tiresome. Uh-huh. It's very boring. It's, you know, 20 through 40 games, and it's just not the best. Uh, so I, and I love the idea of Tuesday and Thursday nights. I, I think mean, it's just Tuesday now that I think about it. I think it's just Tuesday gotcha. nights. Yeah. But I love the idea of the tournament nights. Uh-huh. It gives it, you know, the NFL is all, thir- it's all based on their days. Yeah, exactly. Thursday night football. And then you have the Sunday slate. And then you have Sunday night football. And then Monday night Monday. football. So Tuesday night tournament, NBA games. November's going to be fun. It's genius in all reality. It gives us something to every fan to do on Tuesday that feels like it's meaningful, especially when people don't turn tune into the NFL, NBA uh-huh. games during the regular season, during the NFL season. Cause it just feels like it doesn't matter. So I think this will be a good way of also getting viewership up. It just gives it a title. It gives it some importance right. rather than just a game. Yeah, and I think the big, the main reason for this is they want, Adam Silver really, really has stressed that he wants the players to care about the regular season. He's very well aware that the regular season in the NBA is just not that important. It really is not. You know, a random game in November on a Tuesday is just not the most important game mm-hmm. in the world in, in, in retrospect. That's why the NFL has such a great regular season because every game matters. Every <laughs> second of every game matters. Um, so I I think this is like a no harm, no foul thing. Like I see a lot of people, they're like, this is so dumb, the in-season tournament. Why? This is going to ruin the NBA. It's just extra games. No, it's no, not actually. Regular they they count games. as regular season games, which I think that is the most important thing about this is they're not. The only extra game that is played is the championship game. Apparently the the championship game of the in-season tournament does not count as a regular season game, um, which I don't know where like the stats for that are going to fall. Because Kenny was talking about this. He's like, what if somebody drops 82 in that game? 
it doesn't count. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like how the play-in tournament was for the first couple years. Like, those stats didn't exist. It wasn't regular season. It wasn't playoffs. It's like in limbo. It's yeah, right in exactly. Like, where where is that? It doesn't exist. So, uh, But that's the only extra game that would be played is the championship game. And I don't know, maybe this catches on. You know, the first couple years might be, oh, it's just whatever. But, like, what if the NBA Cup, like, becomes, like, a real, like, teams are competing. Like, imagine being the first team to win the NBA Cup and the finals in the oh, same Oh, that year. would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that is cool. It's up to the players to make it a big deal. The players need to be, and it's, and, you know, we'll never see this, but they need to be bragging about it. You know, you don't have this. Oh, yeah, I remember that one time I beat you in the finals for the blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I think it's a great award for a guy like, uh, I don't know. Damian Lillard comes to mind. Chris Paul. It screams those guys yeah. awards. Guys Bradley Beal. Can't win a chip, but they're like well known that they can't win a chip. <laughs> yes, and they're going to try their ass off to win the NBA right. Cup. And I think it's great. I mean, because it just it adds a level to it. I think this is a really fun idea in all honesty. I think yeah. the, the way, because the idea has always been shortening the NBA season like uh-huh. for the last few years. Well, how about we just make the regular season a lot more meaningful? Right. Let's, and I love that's the idea the goal, of yeah. doing something small in the middle of it that's like, hey, this little stretch of game is going to mean something a little extra. Uh-huh. I love it. I think it's super awesome. And I think it's built for like young teams too. Like a team like the Pacers is going to win this thing. You know, I really Facts. don't think it's going to be like the Milwaukee Bucks. They just don't care. Exactly. And it's like, but the, it's not like they're just going to sit these games out because, oh, it's the in-season tournament. Like I want to be ready to play for the regular games. Like these are the regular games. So if you're healthy and also next year is the start of the 65 game minimum to qualify for all nba and and awards and everything so um players are going to be wanting to play more i mean there's still guys like Kawhi leonard like i doubt he cares about making an all nba team or anything you know but in in reality like this is this doesn't harm anything i think it's going to be fun and it's good for the young teams that really don't have a shot at winning the finals like the pistons you know like obviously we're not gonna we probably won't make the playoffs next year could we go out and compete in this nba cup thing I don't see why not. Why not? We just need to ball out for about seven games. I mean, exactly. seven or eight games. And any team could do that. Yeah, and I think young teams will have the – they'll be a little more forward and proactive and winning. It's like a stepping stone almost yeah. could be. Your first hey. meaningful games really yes. in the NBA. It's like Absolutely. A, it's like an introduction to the playoffs basically. For sure. And Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. These young teams should really be gunning for that because it's kind of a, hey, we want something. Uh-huh. Like, now let's build off this. Exactly. So I'm, I'm super excited to see how it actually goes down. Um, but it's just one of those things that we really can't judge it until we see it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's we don't really know. Also, NBA approved the flopping rule today. It's a technical foul for a flop warning. Now that is going to be really interesting to see how that is addressed by the refs. You know, like what is a flop? What is not? Because in college, I mean, dudes don't be flopping anymore because you could not even flop and they will call that a flop. Yeah, it's for an sure. auto tech, which I don't like not saying I like think it's wrong, but like. It's just they don't want you to flop. You there's know? there's a lot of ref discretion that we have to trust there from some non. There's a lot of non trustworthy refs uh-huh. in the NBA, the guys that you don't want going on. Man, like Scott Foster, yeah, like that's gonna get He's ugly. Gonna call that on any like, dude. The refs have had to go through a lot of changes the last couple of years. Like having to change the rules were like the jumping into the three pointer thing. And then now this, like, there's obviously been a bunch of other ones. The too. gather, yeah, that's the, yeah. That, like, that, that's the worst like, one. There's I feel a bad lot for of refs. really tough calls that you have to now that you haven't done your whole life. You mm-hmm. know, as a ref, going to be interesting to see that. All right, let's get into some summer league talk. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are two and one in summer league right now, but basically everyone is shut down. 
But last night, Asar Thompson had the best performance of his summer league so far. 19 points, 8 rebounds. He had like 4 blocks and 2 steals, or maybe the other way around. I think it was 4 steals and 2 blocks. Um, he has just been all over the place offensively and defensively. He had that really nice play where he stole it from Grady Dick, threw it to Sasser, and then Sasser threw the lob and he reverse slammed it. I mean, Asar Thompson has been everything that Pistons fans have wanted so far. Yeah, he looks like an athlete out there trying to figure it out. And he's awesome when he's doing it because he seems to be playing off instinct as well. And that's I love a guy who trusts his instincts and just goes 110%. Uh-huh. Which makes it very exciting for Asar defensively. He looks so, I mean, he just looks so, so athletic. That reverse slam, he hung in the air. I know. But he was like turned around for like two seconds, it felt like, before he even caught the ball and slammed yeah. it. Yeah. Like he was hanging in the air. This guy is a freak, and he's exactly who the Pistons needed. Like it, it is so, so cool to think that's our guy or one of our guys right. now. And I think he definitely has all defensive like potential. Like I think he could honestly, I know it's summer league, so obviously like take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Like, when Grady Dick is the best player out on the out on the floor, you know, it's tough. But I think he could come in and impact defensively immediately. I mean, he could come in and be one of our better perimeter defenders from day one. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes me so excited because he is the guy that we, that we needed. Like, he's not the star. He's probably not going to be some superstar player. But he's going to be the Tayshaun Prince of our squad. You know, like, I'm just – obviously, I'm not comparing him to him. But yep. I'm just doing, you know, if we're going to have a role good team, player who's you got to have a role player that, that, but if you didn't have him, you're not winning without for him. sure. For you know, sure. And I think that's what Asar Thompson could be. Obviously, the shooting has not been there. I think he's shooting like less than 20% from three. He did have a three pointer that he made at the buzzer at the end of the first quarter, but that's something that clearly we knew was going to be a work in progress. I didn't expect him to shoot the lights out in summer league so far. Um, but yeah, Asar Thompson has been has been phenomenal so far. It is scary with like the shooting woes because it feels like anytime somebody comes in into the league where it's like, hey, you know, they're not a great shooter, it's basically a coin flip of whether or not they're going to develop right. it or not. Because some guys just do, and some guys just flat out don't. It's so so weird. Uh-huh. You think they'd all be able to develop it, but I'm really hopeful Asar gets the jump shot figured out. Yeah, I think so too. Um, speaking of Asar, let's talk about his brother, Amen Thompson, and Scoot Henderson as well. They faced each other in the first uh, game in Vegas Summer League, and it was really entertaining because they both were playing very well. Um, then Scoot Henderson leaves with an injury, and Amen Thompson also leaves with an injury in the same game. Uh, but they both played very well. Just kind of wanted to highlight both of them. But let's talk about Victor Wembanyama. Let's talk about him because everyone wants to talk. The initial game for Wembanyama, just seeing him out on the court. Obviously, like we watched the game where he played against the G League Ignite a couple times. Um, but this was the first time I've like seen him against NBA players. Like obviously, it's not all NBA, NBA players, bodies, but yeah. And wow, man, he's just so big. Like <laughs> I, obviously, he's so big. But like it was so funny because we were watching it and Barry Hill was like. I bet, like, will he ever lose a tip ball in his whole life? I'm like, dude, that's a good question. Like, he might not ever. I'm like, I don't know, dude. There might be a guy that can jump higher than him. He about lost it against, like, it was against Kai Jones, who is a freaky athletic mm-hmm. big man, so that makes sense. He'll definitely lose one. He will, but, like, I mean, he damn near lost the very first one of his career. I got to know his statistic. Like, the who is the greatest jump ball player in NBA history? There, I, there is something about that, actually, because I remember seeing that. Is I it, think Steven Adams is really good with jump balls. I bet you Dwight sure. Howard would have been nasty probably. in his prime. There's probably someone way back. Like, Wilt. You think Wilt was losing? He probably never lost tip, one. Like maybe against Kareem? Yeah, man. Like, yeah. But like, I don't they, know. I think Shaq could have gotten him. Nate Robinson, though. Yeah, yeah, facts. Like, we're going off jump. on a major tangent here. <laughs> jump ball. Wembenyama. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about him very disappointing in his first game he he said it himself he didn't know what he was doing out there he didn't look very aggressive he looked very nonchalant um and in that second game he really stepped it up 
had like 27 points um and he's had like five blocks in both of the games they have shut him down but what have you thought about Vic so far I mean that second game the first game to me is just whatever like he I mean he he had five days with the team like three practices just got done playing in Europe and winning a championship over there I think the transition everything it's just too difficult to expect greatness right away the second game was much more of what Victor can do he looked unguardable he was hitting pull-up jump shots with dudes in his stomach but it was like well, you're in my stomach. I'm I'm going to shoot over you every time. He, and that's when he looks so, so scary. We were sitting watching it. And we were just amazed at the way this guy moves side to side, up and down. He just flies. He does not look like your typical big guy. He's not gumpy. He is athletic. He's fast. He's quick. It is so, so impressive. And I'm so curious what he does for the rest of his career because it is so hard to judge right now whether or not, like, what kind of player he's even going to be. Is he going to be a 30-point-per-game guy? Is he going to be yeah. a 20 and 15 five guy? What does his career look like? Does he do it all? 35, 20 rebounds, <laughs> and 18 blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the greatest ever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely looked pretty good. And I think some of, like, one of the more underrated things I noticed was, like, his, like, w- his sneaky way he dunks it. Like, he'll get the ball, and you're like, oh, he's probably just going to put up, like, a hook here. And he'll just throw it down mm-hmm. out of nowhere because he's so tall and long. <laughs> you don't even realize he can reach the hoop. Like, a couple of the dunks he had literally were just like, whoa. Like, how did he just dunk that? Like, mm-hmm. that, you know, and they're ferocious, too. Um, yeah, I really think that, you know, obviously everyone's going to overreact to that first game, clearly. Uh, but he stepped it up in that second game. I think that no matter what, he's going to be, like, a – Depoy candidate every single year of his career. Like I think this year he could lead the league in blocks. Easily. I don't see why he couldn't. Easily. I mean, He's Walker Kessler was close last year. Yeah, that's true. And Victor is just bigger, faster, not stronger. I don't know, but like. Yeah, totally deep uh-huh. candidate. Screams it. And and obviously he's gonna be able to score. He's gonna be able to rebound. Like he he might not be like a twenty points per game guy right away. I could see like sixteen or seventeen. I don't know though. I mean, he's just gonna get his points. Once he gets going in this in the rhythm of things, like that first week or so definitely could be an adjustment period. But once he's actually like getting used to everything, I don't see how he could not. And, the, and he's playing under Popovich, who, by the way, just signed five-year extension. Yep. Shout out Pop, getting his pay, Pretty getting crazy, his bag. Yeah. That dude's going to be ancient. Like, he is old. <laughs> he already uh, is ancient. Yeah, for sure. But he's also going to be getting a touch every possession. Like, he is going to have those opportunities to score. That's where I think I can see him going 22 or really, really exploding this first year because he's in Pop's system. Right. I think Pop's going to utilize him to his best ability. I think so. But it also to the point, you know, uh, Victor Wembanyama's best ability might not always be shooting the ball. Yeah. It could be making the skip pass to Devin Vassell or Kelly Johnson. definitely has see, shown flashes of being a good playmaker, too, mm-hmm. in, in those games as well. In the post, he's a good passer, too. Yeah. He, he see it when that double. I mean, he sees over everybody. How does he see literally the I whole know. floor because he can't crazy. get in front of him? Um, any other players that you've been like impressed with in summer league so far? Like Chet Holmgren has looked really yeah. good for the Thunder on both ends, offensively and defensively. Um, Scoot's first game yeah. looked awesome. He did. Look he very looked like shifty. a beast in that first little bit. And it's just the attack mode. He's all go. He is always trying to score on you. Yeah. And he doesn't like him. He looks vicious when he's, he's so dribbling. Explosive. And he looks mean. Like he looks like I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you. And it while helps dribbling. that he has like humongous arms <laughs> yes. that are really long too. And his pull up is the classic jump as high as I can and hang and then shoot it over you. And it's he just looks so mean all the time. I love Scoot. I did. We had a dynasty draft in the different league yep. i drafted first first round trey young second round Wembenyama, third round scoot henderson so Yama went in the second round yeah of a dynasty and, draft yeah and a 14 man how i, I had the 10th what? overall pick that's so it got crazy to like whatever that is 18 yeah and i i took him i was like this how is did awesome you not go first round that's i have unreal. no idea yeah. 
Um, your guy that you drafted in our dynasty league, Keontae George, has been <sighs> absolutely going off. He looks really good. If if he can become, you know, like a really good guy, I mean, imagine they they got rid of Dono and Rudy Gobert and replaced him with George and Kessler plus thirty other picks. You know, <laughs> uh, the other the one guy, Jabari Smith. Holy yeah, shit, dude, Jabari Smith. He he looks unguardable out there. It's tween tween step back. Blah blah blah. He looks awesome out there. And he was talking hella shit in the game against the Pistons too, because James Wiseman got a tech early in that game for talking to Jabari when he dunked on him. And then Jabari was going off, hit that three that gave him like thirty five, and he started. He looks at the Pistons because it was like six or seven Pistons courtside. Looks at him, he can't guard me at all, and I was like. That sucks, like, because, like, he just hit a cold shot and then did that. Like, that totally sucks. Incoming rivalry. It's back. The rivalry is back. It's back. I definitely would agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Actually, one more thing. Pistons. We didn't. I don't think we got to talk about this, right? Jalen Duran, like looking like freaking Bam out of was, I, that out was there. that was the other guy I was gonna say. Yeah. Jalen Duran looks freaky. He is. I mean, that corner three he hit. Yeah, the tween pound dribble step side step mid range was disgusting. He hit back to back mid ranges like that, and the second one that he or the first one that he hit was like the they I forget what, who were they playing? They're Magic. They're playing. Yes. Yeah. The Magic were on like a run, and the Pistons were like playing really bad. And he goes for that shot, hits it, and then does it again. I mean, when I it looks smooth, it does not look weird. Like, it doesn't look clunky whatsoever. Is he gonna do that in the, in the NBA? Like, I don't know. Like, I think eventually, like he will. But wow, that has got me like Jalen Duran is, and he's getting noticed from that. Yeah, like, oh, everybody yeah. is seeing what's going on there. People are really starting to talk about Jalen Duran. The buzz around him is not anymore. Like this guy's gonna be good. It's like. This guy can How be good, yeah. like, yeah, what level does uh-huh. this guy get to? He's dumb athletic. He's super strong. He can jump out. The, he can probably touch the top corner of the backboard <laughs> if I had to guess yeah. when he jumps. Phenomenal rebounder. He he does it all so well, and if he gets a jump shot, the whole league needs to be on notice and be scared. Yeah, because he's gonna be freaky. I mean, like he, I'm not like when he did that little mid range size up move. I mean, that looked like exactly like Bam Adebayo for I sure. Mean, he looked just like him for sure. And is he is his ceiling higher than Bam Adebayo? I maybe it is. I maybe. mean, Bam don't shoot threes. Is Durant gonna shoot threes? <laughs> I don't know. We'll we see. need it so bad. It'd Speaking be awesome. of, do they shoot threes? Uh, Isaiah Stewart started shooting threes this past year, a lot of them, and maybe that resulted in him getting this bag from the Pistons. The Pistons uh, extended Isaiah Stewart four years, sixty million. It can get up to sixty-four million with incentives. Um, this does not kick in this year, obviously, because he still has this one year left of his rookie deal. So. After this year is when this starts. I think that's what a lot of people are getting confused because that's also when the salary cap goes up like a somewhat percent. Um, so $15, $15 million annually for Beef Stew. Before I get your reaction, I wanted to list off a couple other deals from this summer that got handed out to kind of give perspective on where this compares to everyone else. Um, so Herb Jones got four-year $53 million extension, so just a little bit less than Isaiah Stewart. Grant Williams got four-year $53 million as well, a little bit less than Isaiah Stewart. Rui Hachimura got three-year $51 million, so he got a little bit more than Beef Stew. Uh, and that was basically it. Like, I wrote down Jakob Pertl, but he's a lot different. Those so. are actually a lot of fun player comparisons you did because I think they're fitting for what, what they do for their yeah. team. Yeah, I mainly just wanted to do anything. the salaries that compared, like, that were similar. Um, but Beastu is the youngest. He definitely is the least proven out of these three. He's probably the worst player out of these four. Uh, but he's the youngest out of this crew uh, at only, like, 21, I think. He's still very, very young. 
Uh, but what do you think about the beef stew extension? I don't mind it at all. Uh, I made a comment on a TikTok where I mentioned that I think 16 mil will be looked at as kind of the like new 12 to 11 mil after the the cap increase. I don't think this is a big contract whatsoever. I think that's why they weren't so afraid. Oh, we can lock him down for four years. This is a locker room guy more as much as he's a great player or a good player. He he's he's like the heart and soul. It feels like of the Pistons. Oh yeah, I think so. Like, he, his work ethic's incredible. He's all they always talk about in the gym. He was the first guy to take Jalen Duran under his wing. That's been very well documented. Uh, this guy is a leader of the Pistons, and I think that's just as important as anything. We have a core of guys, and we need to keep them around at this point. They want to work. They like playing for the Pistons. Uh-huh. We need to see what these guys can do. Four years, sixty-four million is like I said. I think it's an eleven million dollar deal when you compare it to right now. I don't think it'll be a big contract at all for a guy who's a leader. And I think that in three years, that could be the mid-level exception. The mid-level exception is like 12, 12 million right now. Mm-hmm. Like in three years, it definitely could be $15 million. So um, I definitely don't think that this is a bad contract. I could see how like people are a little bit upset because it was like, obviously it was either you extend Beef Stew or you trade him, you know, and they mm-hmm. want, I think that if Bagley was off the team, like there would definitely be a lot less bad talk from other Pistons fans because a lot of Pistons fans are mixed on this extension. Bagley, what's he, uh, what was he, like 340 or 450, something mm-hmm. like that. It was a little bit less annually than Beefs do. Um, but obviously, if he, that's not looking like a great contract at the moment. You know, like that's definitely one of the poor moves that Troy's made. And if that's your worst move, I mean, it's really not that bad. Um, but yeah, I think if, Beef, or if Bagley was off the team, it definitely would be in better light. But also, like, in that draft, that was Troy Weaver's first draft of Beef Stew, Killian, Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey's off the team, and Killian is not going to get the rookie extension. So do you think he kind of just wants to, like, let all the guys go that he drafted initially? I know that's not something you really should take into consideration, but I think that could be a reason why. I mean, he clearly loves Isaiah Stewart. He's talked about it over and over again that he's the motor. Uh, and I think that he Beef Stew is st- could be a very valuable piece for us if he continues to shoot the three ball well. Yeah, it, I mean, Sadiq Bay, we've already moved on from him from that draft class. I don't think Killian is very far behind at right. this point, whether he just walks or whether or not we can trade him. But I don't think there's a market for Killian. Uh-huh. Uh, I've heard a lot of people, why don't we trade him? Who wants him? Yeah. Who is call- who's calling us like, hey, we heard Killian's available. I like Killian. I think he could be good, but he hasn't shown anything. Uh-huh. Any of those flashes. He shows the defensive flashes, but not much of anything else. So I think I think that could be Troy. Hey, I'm going to rinse my hands of everybody I didn't like from that draft because I screwed up. And I wouldn't even say that because I think the Sadiq initially was great. Yeah. I mean, he was actually a beast. Sadiq was a good pick uh-huh. for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he definitely uh, was. But, like, obviously Killian was a mess at this point. Uh and I think that, yeah, I think it's a good idea just to rinse your hands of those guys. Yeah, and I think that it's, you know, if Beef Stew, he's improved every year. It's not like he's just, like, been, like, the same guy the last couple of years. Like, he has taken leaps in his game each and each season. Um, and I think that we could expect another leap from him this upcoming year. And he likes to fight LeBron. Any guy that's not afraid of LeBron, you I want You want a guy him. like that on your team. You, you need a guy. I mean, who's going to protect Cade? Who's going to protect Ivy? Look Damn. at that guy in the bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's scary. <laughs> I would be scared of him. All right, let's hop into this Bleacher Report article. I want to react to it because it has a lot to do with kind of what we're talking about right now. Maybe we could even do our own list like this eventually. Um, but this is, according to Bleacher Report, the top 10 young cores in the NBA. Uh, their definition of young core was 23 or younger. So 
kind of like still on your rookie deal because I think that's how a lot of people like doing it is if you're still on your rookie deal. 23 or younger, though, is their, is their definition of young core here. Gotcha. So the number 10 team is the Portland Trailblazers. Very surprising because obviously they have Dame Lillard. Uh, but their young core is made up of Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, who they drafted, Shane Sharp. Uh, and that's basically it. There's a bunch of other, like Nasir Little's 23, but Simons is not 23 anymore. So it's basically Scoot. Yeah. And Shane Scoot. Sharp. Scoot and Sharp. Yeah. Uh, so they're number 10. Great backcourt. Number nine is the Charlotte Hornets. I think they were probably a lot higher on this list last season. Uh, LaMelo Ball at 21. Kai Jones, Brandon Miller, who they just drafted, Mark Williams, who they drafted last year, a couple other guys as well, just not as notable. Uh, this is mainly the big three of LaMelo, Miller, and Mark Williams. Ah, and that's not a big three I want to be a part of. Right. Like, if that's my young core. But it they're depends young, depends on so. if Miller is... Yeah, it's it's all up to Miller and Mark Williams. Mark Williams is still like, this is second year. Yeah. So, it's too early to judge. Number eight is the Indiana Pacers. Wow. Uh Tyrese Halliburton being 23 years old still makes this list. Uh, with Benedict Matherin being 21, uh, and Jairus Walker being 19, who they drafted. There's a few others, but those are the main headers there. I mean, having Tyrese Halliburton is quite, quite huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to where this list goes because I would put them higher, right? Just for Tyrese, I, I, I would probably agree. Uh, number seven is the Minnesota Timberwolves, led by Anthony Edwards uh, at 21, as long as well as Jaden McDaniels at 22. Uh, Leonard Miller, who they took in the second round this year at 19, that is basically it. That right there is not – they're not better than the Pacers. You don't think so? No, I'm taking the Pacers over. Okay, I'm taking, fair. like, straight up Tyrese over Ant, and then I'm really? definitely taking – taking Tyrese over Ant? I, I think so. Really? I, and it, or if not, if it's it's close. Yeah. But then I'm definitely taking Jairus Walker and Benedict Matherin right. over, over Leonard Miller and who? Jaden McDaniels. Jayden, okay, Jaden McDaniels. McDaniels probably better than He's Mather. a good player. No, yeah. you're, 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 oh, man, that is tough. It's tough. Man. It's tough. How I can it? see. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, it definitely tough. is right there and there. Um, number six, this is where it gets interesting. Your Detroit Pistons are number six. You, I would love to see them higher on this list. Um, but looking at the teams above them, I don't know. Uh, obviously, we have a pretty no, – like, this is where the list gets serious. This is where they started putting pictures for each, oh. each team because these guys didn't – they didn't gotcha. make Gotcha. So this is where it gets serious. Uh, obviously, Cade Cunningham, 21. Jalen Duran, 19. Jaden Ivey, 21. Isaiah Stewart, 22. Asor Thompson, 20. James Wiseman, 22. Those are five, like, young pieces that are valuable. Uh, they have Killian Hayes on here as well. But, I mean, like, this is – and the the first line of this of the article says, I seriously considered slotting the Detroit Pistons as high as four. Uh, then why didn't you? Uh, yeah, because I think that core sounds ridiculous. It does. I uh, by the way, I think James. I'm predicting. I'll call right now. I'm predicting James James Wiseman breakout year. Really? Like 15. like he's going to be on the breakout players. List. Yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, he'll be my Pistons boss. Is he so like off the bench or? I don't. However, he does it. He's gonna be like. He's gonna look like a really good player this okay. year. Like God, we're gonna it. like him a lot. He looked good, and him and Duran looked good in their minutes together as well. Which that was that was nice to Dude, see. Dude, Duran shoots threes now. Let's play them together. Why not? <laughs> Might be a little early. Um, <laughs> Might be a little early. I think this has a lot to do with Cade not playing last year. You know, like not really knowing his yeah. ceiling. Uh, I think that if you did this list and he played a full season last year, I think we're for sure in the top five. Um, this team being number five next above, I actually agree with, and I think this team should probably be higher. Uh, and it's the Houston Rockets at number five, just because of the amount of players that they have here. Uh, they don't have anyone as high as Kate, so I would say, many. uh, but led Tar Eason, 22, Jalen Green, 21, Kevin Porter Jr. 23, Shangoon 20, Jabari Smith, 20, Amen Thompson, 20, Cam Whitmore, 19. 
and they are and they that's all that's what one two three four five six seven guys that are all like young valuable pieces and they traded away Josh Christopher Garuba they traded away Kenyon Martin Jr. who would have made this list for sure like definitely this and, this these guys are low and you go Fred Van Vliet Dylan Brooks that's your nine man I mean that's that's right there yeah. that's your nine man rotation and then you still got Jacques Landale who you signed and Jeff Green who yeah you I signed. guess there's no backup center in that rotation by that's any true. means. But so Jock Lundell, still though, definitely. yeah, there's but that, a that's, that's your guys, yeah. and so that this the this is definitely the deepest young core in the NBA. <laughs> that is say. deep, yeah, that is deep. Yeah, maybe not. There's another one that definitely is. Uh, number four is the Orlando Magic, led by Paulo Bencaro at 20, Cole Anthony at 23, Anthony Black 19, Caleb Houston 20, Jet Howard 19, Jalen Suggs 22, and yes, Franz Wagner at 21. This one also is like. I feel like these guys should be higher, low yeah, key. Yeah, but a lot of unproven guys. That's no, true. No doubt. There's none of most of those guys have not proven anything other than Franz and Paulo. Yeah, I but I would say that Franz and Paulo are the best duo that we've seen so far. For sure, right? Like over Cade and, and yeah. Ivy, Cade yeah. and Duran. I would yeah, say so too. Definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. This is and especially if Anthony Black can become a, a really good player, I, this is definitely a good one. Number three, this is where things kind of get a little bit dicey because of a certain player still being qualified as young core. Uh, Number three is the New Orleans Pelicans, led by Zion Williamson at 23, Trey Murphy at 23, Dyson Daniels at 20, and Jordan Hawkins at 21. It's just because of Zion, obviously, like because of how good he is. And I understand that, like, yes, he does meet the standards here for being 23 or younger. I don't think this core, though, is better. This young core is better than... The Magic or Houston? They've got the best young player, like young core. Uh, no, no, not better than the Magic or Houston. Is it better than the Pistons? We have like three guys. Yeah, I know. they have one. They, I mean, they have Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy's he's pretty good. He's, but he's probably not. better than like any other Pistons guy other than Cade right now. You think he's better than Ivy? Right, right now, now he is. Yeah, I mean Ivy probably has a much higher yeah, ceiling. For sure. but Murphy's definitely better right <laughs> for now. Sure. Um, but like, and like Dyson Daniels was like, he was dicey his rookie season. Uh, Hawkins hasn't played yet. Yeah. This, this is wild. I mean, it's too high. It's too high. It really is. Um, the Pelicans are a good team, obviously, but their young core is eh, the fact that we can compare it to the Pistons means they're too high. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely agree. Number two is the Oklahoma city Mm -hmm. thunder, the team that should be number one. Uh, a lot of names are about to be read off of, off of this list All here. Good. So, uh, Usman Zhang at 20, who, by the way, didn't play a lot last year, has looked really good in Summer League. Josh Giddy, 20. He's only 20? Wow. Uh, oh, my Chet gosh. Chet Holmgren's older than Giddy? What? Chet's wow. 21. Uh, sorry, Chet Holmgren, 21. Uh, Trey Mann, 22. Pokashevsky, 21. JRE, 22. Kaysen Wallace, 19. Jalen Williams, 22. Other Jalen Williams, 21. Shea Gilgis Alexander is not in this list because obviously he doesn't meet it. So that obviously, if he is in here, they're clearly number one by no doubt. They probably still should be number one. Um, it's an unreal group of guys. I mean, straight up is an unreal group of guys. There, I don't know if this is. We could probably fact check this. There's never been a construction, a reconstruction, and a destroying, and then reconstruction of a team that's went as well as the Oklahoma City probably Thunder. Probably not. Yeah, going all the way back to James Harden, KD, and Russ the first time. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you had the Ross and Paul George. That team was, they weren't great, but they were still they a good were cool, squad. Yeah. And uh-huh. now they just rebuilt. Now they're great again. It's unreal. So fat. Well, they have to, they still have to like win some Perform, games. Perform, yes, yes. They're great. But I, but they're the heading, rebuild is they're heading in that direction <laughs> for sure. And number one is 
the San Antonio Spurs, a.k.a. Victor Wembanyama, is number one. Uh, Victor Wembanyama at 19, Malachi Branham, 20, Jeremy Sohan, 20, Devin Vassell, 22, a couple other names in there. It's, it's not it's even close. It's because of Victor. It's not even close to the Thunder. No, it's, it's not, not even. But it's because of Victor. Yeah. Like, that's why. It's a terrible, terrible. It, it's, I agree. Like, it definitely is. Article. It definitely is. Like, they they are not there. Like, it's not young even. cores. It's not best young player, you know. I'm taking the magic yeah. over their young core. Like, straight up. Probably. Paulo was a beast last year. He was. Like, he was unbelievable. Chet could be better than Victor this year. He I could mean, be. who knows about the future? Knows, he could be better than him in the future. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. That I, I didn't even, like, I couldn't think of the team that I would know. be higher. The Spurs. That's crazy. It's, yeah, it's literally, it's only because of Victor. Yeah. Like, I would, I would have read it and gotten into why he said it, but I guarantee it's, like, it's because of Wembenyama. Have you ever heard of this guy? <laughs> I wonder if if Wembenyama would have went to like a different team that didn't have much of a core. Like, would he have ranked them number one still? There's no other team with the worst core. Yeah, you're right. Like that was the that worst core. Him. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because like if he went to Portland, they're number one. Charlotte, number one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He would have Houston, to, number yeah. one. Pistons, Magic, all. Yeah, yeah, one. all of them would have been. Yeah, you're Thunder, right. Thunder, Utah. They'd have been number one. Yeah, Utah Loki should be in the top ten. Loki. Walker Kessler, Keontae George, uh, Sexton meh, might still be twenty three. Lowry. Lowry's definitely older than twenty three. Um, yeah, he's definitely been like six. I mean, I guess that's they're really yeah, that maybe much. not. Maybe Jordan not. Uh, or Taylor Hendricks. They drafted him as well. Yeah, they probably aren't. Okay, uh, do we want to talk about Dame and Harden, or do we just no? Because yeah. it's it's that's three months away. Yeah, we're three months out of any movement from those two. That's definitely true. Dame wants out. Harden wants out. Still, they're they're committed. Harden to that. has said, "I'm going to the Clippers too." Like, <laughs> stop this. Uh, the funniest, stop. The funniest uh, report actually I saw the other day was like, because you know how there was like the, the rumors that was like Harden might actually go back to Philly. Like he was with Embiid at that party, and then I get the notification that's like. Despite recent rumors that Harden wants out of Philly, he has doubled down on the fact that he wants out of Philly and he wants to only go to the Clippers. <laughs> that party was crazy. I know. That, he was there with Tobias Harris, too. Uh-huh. It was those three. The whole squad. And I there, get it. Yeah. I totally get that. The The report's coming out there. It looks like he's going to stay. Yeah. And then he, no, he had to come out. Friends. Nope. I just like to party. My <laughs> name is James Harden. I party. <laughs> no, I just party. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the top 10 shooting guards in the NBA. Let's throw out a couple disclaimers. So we, like last week, we said we're doing our positions based off basketball reference uh, because we wanted to be some sort of consistency here. And we're like, oh, basketball reference has them. They're goaded with this. Yeah, they nail it every time. It's sweet. Um, Well, they didn't really nail the shooting guard slash small forward uh, list. As originally, guys that are going to be on this list, I would assume, (laughs) um, being Paul George and Jalen Brown, both were listed as small forwards um Mm -hmm. and it's like okay cool that means Kawhi and Tatum are power forwards right no they're both also small forwards which I kind of get the Paul George Kawhi thing they both never play together um but Jalen Brown and Tatum both being small forwards that's just crazy zero sense I get they changed up their starting lineup a lot but like they can't both be the same um so we decided to take it into our own position ranking here and include Paul George and Jalen Brown on the shooting guards list Mm mm-hmm and that's the only guys that yeah, are like even Beal is a shooting guard. So it's like yeah, Booker and Beal, but like they haven't played together yet. We don't know who's shooting guard or, we don't, who's, or who's, who's gonna be point guard. Yeah, we have no clue. So we might as well just keep it how it is for now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically it. Yeah, I think that's it. And Kyrie Irving is on the shooting guards list as well. Yep, for sure. Last year, 
shooting guard list. Let's take a look at that. Um, or should we look at it after? After. Okay, yeah, yeah. After. I think we should look at it after. I want to start with my honorable mentions. Actually, okay. you start with your honorable mentions. Oh, I was switching it up this time. Yep. Okay, in case you, in case you forgot anybody. No, because <laughs> I've got a cool honorable mention. Oh, okay, mention. okay. Uh, my honorable mentions are Tyrese Maxey, CJ McCollum, Clay Thompson, and Tyler Hero. Those are my four honorable mentions. Yep, I had all those guys as well, and I included DeJounte Murray. As an honorable mention. Whoa. What? <laughs> Who made your top ten list? <laughs> Over him. That I didn't have as an honorable mention. What? Yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm so confused right now. Wait, we gotta wait, give me your phone. Make I gotta I guess I didn't even double check. I assumed he was a shooting guard. Oh really? I didn't double check. He might be he might not be a shooting guard. So just double check basketball reference. It's there my number. Go. Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. Because if not, Who it's could... just who could be that I didn't even include as an honorable mention? I mean, I could have easily just forgotten about him too. Like, no, you didn't forget about this guy. Yeah, he's, he's a shooting guard. You, 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 you thought about him. He's not a top ten to you. But I didn't even put him on my honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Start. Us I out. don't know though. Now that you mentioned some of those guys, it might be a little no, crazy. No, it's, it's written. It's down. my list. It's written down. <laughs> it's written down. Number ten. Give me Austin Reeves. Number ten. Oh wow. Give me AR fifteen. Wow. I got some numbers for you. After the All-Star break okay. last year, 18, six assists, three rebounds on 58% shooting. Basically, he horsed them to the playoffs. Yeah. He said, hey, I'm getting us there. In the playoffs, he went to 17-5-4 on 46% shooting. He was incredible as the two-guard. He was. And, and when you watched him, it was clear that what he was doing does not show up every time in the box score. He does a lot for that Lakers team and just being this great role player in the big moments. He's very clutch. I kind of just took a jump here and took a leap. I said, leap of faith. Give me Austin Reeves, baby. AR-15. Okay. That's not, yeah. I mean, I don't like, I'm not saying you're wrong by any means. Yeah. Over DeJounte Murray. Yeah. And I don't even, that doesn't bug me as much as over like Tyler Hero. Like that bugs really? me more. Like I think, Tyler Hero bugs you more? Yeah. I think Tyler Hero is better than DeJounte Murray as well. So do you think if, really? Yeah. Do? I don't think DeJounte Murray had a good, so you think I think DeJounte, DeJounte Murray, Murray had a bad year. You think if DeJounte Murray was on the Lakers instead of Austin Reeves, they they do more damage? Uh, huh. That's a good question. I mean, they might. I mean, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah I will say but. this. I think it was, it's less of DeJounte's. I think DeJounte had a terrible year. Oh, yeah. That's more of what I'm, like, that's where I was looking yeah, at. Yeah, I could see Less that. than, like, how good of he is. I think DeJounte's a good player, but I'm not, uh-huh. like, he had a really bad year. So, I think there's no doubt DeJounte will be in next year's list. Right. Probably. Huh, there is doubt, actually. <laughs> Tyler Heroes, I, I'll take. Okay. <laughs> My number 10 is Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies. Desmond Bain has been a knockdown shooter in the NBA. Last year, he averaged 21 and a half, about four and a half assists and five rebounds. Uh, had to step up a lot scoring-wise with John Morant being out for a good amount of the season. Uh, he shot in over 40% from three mm-hmm. each season of his career. Yeah, he's got really short arms, but he still <laughs> knocks down that shit. So uh, Desmond Bain is my number 10. I mean, it's proof that 2K has never lied. 2K, I mean, my, you minimize the wingspan, yeah. you're going to be able to it shoot It might look ball. goofy, but you are knocking him down. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Desmond Bain. Uh, all the same reasons you did. He's a great glue guy in that Memphis organization. Kind of does all the little things. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like Desmond. My number nine is DeJounte Murray of the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I definitely do agree that DeJounte Murray had a poor year this past season. Um, still averaged 20 and a half points, six assists, five rebounds. Uh, shot the ball not great, but he hasn't really always been a great shooter. I think it's more about the fit of him with Trey Young than it is about him, him. in general. Because obviously DeJounte Murray still brings it on the defensive end for sure. Uh, wasn't an all-NBA defender or anything, but... 
Uh, he's a fun player to watch when he's going off because he like is one of the more like I'm gonna like do antics to you while I'm going off guy. Um, and it can be kind of annoying, kind of funny at the same time. Uh, but yeah, Dejounte definitely did have a poor year this year, and they extended him that big giant deal. So I don't know what the plan is for Atlanta going forward. Uh, and hopefully they can figure it out with those two together in that backcourt. That summer mixtape from Dejounte Murray this <laughs> yeah. last summer, where he was on Demon Time for. An entire summer, chucking the ball at dudes. He did that one where he banged off their heads like three times. Yeah. He did a one, two, three, and then blow, but blew by him. And I was like, "What are you doing?" He was really like just that. Yeah, he was really talking that. Yeah, that was right when he got to Atlanta and uh-huh. everything. And that was like, "Oh man, Atlanta, they stink." <laughs> Who knew? Who knew they stink at yeah. the end of the day? Number eight. My number eight is Zach Levine. This guy's floated around in this area for his, uh, like the last four years. Yeah. Averaged 25, 5, and 4 on 48% shooting. Uh, had a really good year scoring the ball. Zach Levine does exactly what he needs to do, and that's score. And if he's playing the Pistons, he's probably having 60. Oh, every it time. It feels like. Every time. But he is so elite when he gets hot. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, on, he's one of the unguardable guys in the league when, uh-huh. he's, when he's on fire. My number eight is Bradley Beal of the Phoenix Suns now. I'm really excited to see how they use Bradley Beal, and I think that because Bradley Beal has always been super underrated. This is like the lowest I've had him on this list in the past couple seasons. I remember sure, so. a couple years ago after he came off of winning the scoring title and everything, I think I had him like third on this mm-hmm. list. Like um, Bradley Beal is an elite scorer. I mean, he does it at all levels. Uh, he's obviously not the greatest defender. I think that him being like this third option, like not going to have the ball in my hand type of guy is going to be so beneficial for him. Like, I could see him shooting at a very high clip. He's, I think he could average more than he did. Like, he only averaged 23 last year. I think he could average more than that with two other stars that are going to average 30, you mm-hmm. know, just because of how well he's going to be able to – he's not going to have the best guy on him, you know? You think so, him and KD could score right around the same every night? I think that would yeah, be very I, realistic. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think they could each score 26, 27 every night with Booker having 30-something. Yeah, you know? uh, Beal last year, you didn't mention this. He, had, he, averaged, he shot the ball 50% from free, yeah. from the field. That's incredible. 37 from three as well. Uh, he was my seventh. He was my number seven. Uh, Beal is awesome. Uh, he's electric when he's scoring the ball. He just hasn't been in a great situation for a few years now. Yeah. We don't know what his style actually does to contribute to winning yet. Uh, so it's going to be fun this it's year. Been quite some years. It's going to be awesome to see expectations back on Bradley Beal and the team he's on. Like I've, we've never seen it where he's a contender. He's a favorite. Yeah, I'm so excited. Very excited to see him in that light as well. Uh, my number seven is Zach Levine. Uh, I think Zach Levine is one of the best three level scorers in the whole NBA. I mean, because he finishes at the hoop uh, better than anybody, and he man when he gets hot from three. I mean, like, like I, I, we talk about this all the time, but he goes off against the Pistons every game. I mean, like when, and when he's going off against the Pistons, I get so frustrated because you can't stop him. <laughs> like he's going to shoot three after three and make them all. And if you step up, he's driving and he's scoring. Um, he just has not been part of winning basketball for, for quite some time. Not saying that a player like him can't be, I think it's just the situation is not phenomenal around Zach Levine. He's making a lot of money right now. So I don't know. The Bulls seem to be okay with just like saying that this team is good enough when they know damn well they're not. <laughs> um, so I think that we're at least going to get another year or maybe two of this Chicago core before we see Levine make a change or Chicago make a change. Either way, though, Levine is one of the best scorers in the in the entire NBA, not even from a stat standpoint, from a what he can do with the ball, For sure. how he can put it in the hoop type of guy. Yeah, he's just a, he's an elite read and play kind of guy. Uh-huh. He's very give and take. Whatever you're giving me, I'm taking. Yeah, 
You're going to give me the three? Okay, I'm shooting that, and I won't drive all game. You want to play me up top, and you want to play my shooting ability? Yeah. I'm driving by you. It's There's the not a lot he can't do. Balls. I mean, he, yeah. even the pull-up mid-range, I mean, he's, his jumper is so smooth. Not a lot he can't do offensively. Yeah, I think this Bulls core does work as well. I think really? uh, this core is the future. I think they, they're <laughs> the contenders. <laughs> they're all 30-something. <laughs> uh, number six. Anthony Edwards, the young buck out of Minnesota. This is a guy who just does it all. I didn't even write down any stats for him. I, I looked at him, but he averages 24 points a game, uh, good shooting percentage, plays great defense, flies around the floor, very instinctual. This guy is is an elite player. I'm, I'm excited to see the jump he takes if he if, when for he sure. takes that next one because it's coming. Anthony Edwards oh, yeah. is like a bona fide going to be a superstar, I think, in my eyes. I know, I definitely, I think that's a well known thing. I, you talk to a lot of, or you hear a lot of people talk about Anthony Edwards, and it's in that, like, like he could be the best player in the league type of dude. You For know? sure. He's only going into year four next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he, he, this is, and this is, I think that we've all kind of realized, and hopefully Minnesota has, like, next year it's his squad. Like, with Cab being out all of last year. I still think they should low-key like make the cat for Dame trade if Portland wants to. If Dame so wants much to, fun. Um, yeah, my number six is Anthony oh, Edwards as well. That's a great trade. Um, yeah, I think this is Ant's squad, and I think that was realized last year. Anthony Edwards is next up in this league. He's only twenty-one years old. He, like you said, he averaged twenty-four and a half points per game last year, thirty-seven percent from three. Made his All-Star game for the first time. One of the most confident dudes in the league. Uh, and man, he's had a couple dunks that didn't end up counting because they got called for charges. Remember that one against Gabe Vincent uh, <laughs> and the Heat? God, that one was vicious. Um, but yeah, Anthony Edwards is so fun to watch, and I and I think that it's only going to get better and better for him. Yeah, that's the that's what needs to happen with the new charge rule. We need to redo it. If the player dunks <laughs> yeah. it. Doesn't count as if a charge. If you dunk the shit out of it on somebody, <laughs> it counts, dude. Like, if I'm a ref, I'm never calling it never. charge. Like, even if you took a textbook charge, sorry, dude. Like, you just got yammed. Yammed on. That's like, a highlight. He just jumped over you. Like, I am not <laughs> calling a charge. Sorry. And that's the thing on a lot of those charges. A lot of times the dudes are, like, jumping over them. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it's like they're hitting their shoulders, and it's a lot different. And I'll get you, I'll get you a charge call on the next one. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, even take if it's one. not. Like, yeah, I'll, get you, I'll get you one. But, like... That one I'm not. Dude overextends his off arm a little bit. I'm giving it yeah, to you exactly. right away. Trust me, I, I will get you back. But yeah. like that one is not it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number five, the top five. This is the elite guys that we wow. can, we think about. Uh, my top five, number five, Kyrie Urban. Uh, Kyrie Urban was awesome when he got to Dallas last year, and we a small twenty game sample sample size. He was twenty six, six and five, six assists, five rebounds, a fifty one percent shooting. This guy is six foot three. How does he shoot fifty one percent, dude? Like they say, he's six three. He ain't six three. Exactly. And how is this guy scoring the ball at that amazing of a clip? Twenty seven points on fifty one. There has been one guy we've named this entire list that's shot fifty percent, and that was Bradley Beal, who did it on twenty three points. Kyrie Irving is six foot three, listed maybe six one. Yeah, and you ever watch Kyrie Irving play? Does he ever take an easy shot ever? Never, never. <laughs> I was talking with somebody today, and they mentioned, yeah, I just don't see Kyrie working in Dallas. You know, he's with the, with Luka. I can see Luka taking a lot of And I said, you know, I said, when has Kyrie been surrounded by stars and it's hurt Kyrie? Yeah. It doesn't. Kyrie's going to get his. Or when has he ever been on the squad and it's like his team? Like, yeah. never. It, it, it's I'm like, I'm totally fine with the, the type of player and the role that Kyrie's going to fill for that Mavericks team. Mm-hmm. You want him to score points? Oh shit! You got the right guy. You picked him. That's him. Yeah, uh, I love Kyrie, but I and I've gone through the up and downs and Kyrie's Same. and I, of Kyrie and liking him. 
and the and while he was in Brooklyn, I just uh, it really helped Paul helped me really appreciate how incredible the stuff he actually does on a basketball right. court is. The way he moves, the way he scores, it's just unreal. And the thing about Kyrie is like. You know, everyone tries to say, like, he's not a winning player. Like, you can't win with Kyrie. Obviously, he won with LeBron, but, the, you know, it's LeBron carried him. Let's not act like if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt in that Brooklyn-Milwaukee series or that playoffs, like, Brooklyn wins the finals. They win it all, you mm-hmm. know? If Kevin Durant, I bring this up so much, but if he wore a half-shoe size smaller that day, they are NBA champions at the end of the playoffs. So, I don't want to hear this, like, Kyrie... That that didn't work. Yeah, no, they got hurt. Yes, you know it would have worked. Um, I will talk about Kyrie eventually, but he's not my number five. My number five is Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. I put him slower than Kyrie Irving because, I mean, not because of like the playoffs. You know, I just think Kyrie is a better player. I understand there's a lot of stuff with Jalen Brown right now about how he can't use his left hand, which it is kind of crazy how he actually like really can't use his left hand. Um, but let's not act like Jalen Brown wasn't second team All NBA this year. He didn't. He not like he averaged twenty six and a half points or anything on one of the best teams in the NBA. Um, and the saying that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown duo like that that works. Like mm-hmm. they they're gonna they haven't given him the supermax yet. With I kind of, which I kind of just realized that's kind of surprising that they haven't done that yet. Yeah, he hasn't signed that six six. Yeah, which is I mean he's obviously under contract for another year, but I, there's a deadline at some point by the end mm-hmm. of free agency if he doesn't sign it, uh, then he's just becomes a free agent next year uh, a restricted one though right no he won't be he will unrestricted not be restricted. if he, yeah, they don't he'll be unrestricted yeah. gotcha so yeah that's interesting what if that he's they the next big that. fish in free agency or well he's just gonna get traded this year and then sign super but Max. you think they would trade him like in the in the off season in the off season or i mean in the during the season no because I mean? they're gonna be a two yeah seed. exactly they're, they're gonna need him Oh, oh man, man. That's, <laughs> that's quite interesting. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Brown is my number five. He is a pretty good two-way player. Uh, and he, He's a very streaky shooter, I will say, about Jalen Brown. Um, his playmaking has always been a little iffy. He definitely has the lowest assist numbers on this list, only at three and a half. Um, but still, is a, is a phenomenal defender, can score the ball well, and when he is shooting the ball well, uh, is very tough to guard mm-hmm. because he, he does it all. He's my number five. Oh, man, going to have a thing. Nope, I'm good. Number four, <laughs> Jalen Brown. I uh, I love the two way ability. I you if you had to ask what was the reason for Kyrie below Jalen Brown, it's the two way. Uh, Jalen Brown's a very very good defender. Playoffs he looked terrible. We don't know if he can dribble. Like it's <laughs> it, that it was that bad. It was one of the weirdest things I'd ever seen in the NBA player where people were questioning. Hold on, can yeah. Jalen Brown actually not <laughs> dribble? I mean, like there's multiple clips where he just like goes to his left hand and just loses it. Like it's not even like someone tips it. Like he just loses the ball. That's an issue. It's pretty weird. That's a big issue as a playoff yeah. contender every year. Uh, but the, he averaged 27, three and a half, a seven rebounds, 48% shooting. He was elite during the regular season. It was that playoff stretch under the bright lights where he started really looking bad. This next season will be a big tell for what Jalen Brown's future holds. I yeah. Think. Uh, we'll learn a lot more about Jalen Brown. I think so. I think it's more just about the playoffs, too, because mm-hmm. we know he's going to be good in the regular season. You know, for He sure. was this past year. It's about can he really step up in the playoffs when the those Jason Tatum games don't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four is Kyrie Irving. I, I'm on the same boat with you. I, I used to be, when Kyrie was, like, on Boston, like, when he was with the Cavs, I was I, I liked him. When he was with Boston, that was when I really, like, my I didn't like Kyrie. I thought he was very overrated. Um, and really ever since then, excuse me, um, really ever since then is when I've kind of opened the, my eyes a little bit because I was kind of a hater back then. Me and I, I feel like I'm really not a hater at all. I try not to hate on dudes um, unless they, you know, it's about the Pistons or something. <laughs> but... 
Kyrie Irving is like this is gonna sound crazy, but like he really could be the best scorer ever. Like he could be the best offensive player ever, just from a like watching him do it standpoint. Not saying he like has scores the most points or he shoots the three ball the best or dunks on people. Like the way that he scores is there is no one better to watch in the NBA when they are doing their thing than Kyrie. Maybe Steph Curry. I think it's probably between them two um, because Kyrie's handle is obviously ridiculous. He finishes better than anyone in the entire NBA. <laughs> and like you said, he does it so efficiently. Last year, he was 50-40, or like his year in Brooklyn when he had to sit out for all the COVID stuff. Um, so I don't know if it counted as 50-40-90 because he didn't play a lot of probably games. Like 30. It probably didn't count, <clears throat> um, which is unfortunate. I, I think he has been 50-40-90 another time in his career. And this year, I mean, he was 51% from the field, 39 from three. And I would assume he was probably close there in free throws. So he's one of the more efficient players in the NBA for the tough, difficult plays that he makes over and over again. Uh, and I And I think that he still is just like all the off-court things is why people don't like Kyrie Irving. There's no way it's the on-court things. You, you, you can't. can't. You can't. You're yeah. right. You watch him play, and he's he's beautiful, and he makes these beautiful, beautiful plays. Uh, something that you mentioned that I want to do allude to is that the scoring ability, those difficult shots. Kyrie doesn't have a move. You're not no. sitting there sitting on what what is Kyrie? What's oh I know Kyrie's got a move here. He's doing this. No, he just doesn't. I mean, that is a nightmare person to guard. He just goes out there and scores it. Because even if you're guarding KD, it's like, okay, he shoots over me. He's like, he's way taller. He's probably doing a hezzy pull. He's doing that float dribble into a pole. There's nothing I can do about it, even if I know it's coming. Kyrie Irving, I'm sitting there shaking in my boots, dude. Like, What is he going to do? What is he going to do to me right now? (laughs) I just, please just shoot it. Yes. He's not going to. You sag off a hair in hopes that he shoots it. And you can barely get a hand up and say, well, how's there, coach? Because yeah. <laughs> you ain't getting broke. <laughs> exactly. Number um, three. My number three is Paul George. Uh, 24 points, five assists, six rebounds, 45% shooting. Paul George is great. Uh, you're a huge Paul George fan. Uh, he, he really is. He's just so, so good. And I, I didn't see the Paul George vision uh, a while ago, but he's just so effective at being 6'9", at doing everything you ask him to do on the court. He guards so, so well. He's such an underrated defender. Uh-huh. In my eyes, I don't think people give him the credit where it's needed. And offensively, we know what Paul George is. He's a beast out there. Uh, Paul George. My number three is Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell had one of the better years of his career, maybe the best year of his career this past season, uh, averaging 28-4-4 four and four on almost 40% shooting from three. He was second-team All-NBA, uh, led this Cavs team to be really good in the regular season. And it was it was a good, like, it was interesting to see how he was going to do with Darius Garland. I think he did well. I think they both had good seasons. Obviously, the playoffs wasn't great for him, uh, or for the Cavs, for Donovan it was well. He's made the playoffs every year of his career and been one of the best playoff performers like just for a career wise maybe ever just because he's been so good his whole career in the mm-hmm. playoffs um but yeah I, I put him here at number three because I just like the guy above him more that's that I have at number two so Donovan you do is like number him. three <laughs> uh, my number two is Donovan Mitchell just a freak spider he missed her one dunk and that's it his highlight dunk <laughs> he's just got one of them uh, he, I I love Donovan Mitchell. I love the way he plays. I was never I wasn't a Donovan Mitchell believer, but he just continues to do it. Yeah, he steps into the playoffs. He has big games. What more can you ask from a guy uh-huh. than to be a beast in the playoffs? Here's a question: Is Donovan Mitchell top fifteen player in the NBA? Like before we do our oh, list, man. like if you had to take a guess, what I would is he top fifteen. I, I would guess. Uh, I would guess. Yeah, 
I think I was leaning towards, yeah, he's definitely like probably right in there. Like he's 14, right there. 15, 16. But yeah, he's probably higher than he I mean, was. Top two at his position. It's just like he's almost right there. I yeah. mean, he just is. But point guards, there's a lot of point guards better than Donovan Mitchell. There's a good amount of, there's a couple centers. Yeah. There's a couple three. small forwards, power forwards in there too. Yeah, maybe he's not a top Shooting 15. guard like is the least, like, like it's deep, but like as far as like top of the top, like obviously Booker's going to be number one. Like is Booker top 10? No, he's he's fringe top yeah, ten. Yeah, he's fringe. You know, so like yeah. that's they might not have a single top ten player on this. That, on is, this list. that is super interesting. It's weird to think it, about. And I think a lot of it is shooting guards just aren't asked to do a lot unless they're this elite NBA defender. Right. Uh, they're just not asked to do as much as the other guys in the court. Oh, oftentimes, yeah. Depending on obviously the situation. The situation. Um, my number two is Paul George. I think Paul George is still to this day one of the best all around players in the entire NBA. Um, I've talked about him time and time again, so I don't need to talk about him too much. But for what he does at his size, I mean, I, no one moves moves smoother than Paul George does on the court. I mean, that guy is a joy to watch. Um, obviously, like we were just talking about Kyrie Irving, but for Paul George to be 6'9", 6'10", and have his handle and have his quickness and his defensive ability and the way he shoots it is so smooth. Like he's always been one of my favorite players because of the way he plays. Um, this past year, he averaged 24, 5, and 6 with uh, 37% from 3. It was, a, it was a solid year for Paul George. The unfortunate problem with him is he has been injury-riddled ever since he's been a Los Angeles Clipper, mm-hmm. um, which is really unfortunate. But Paul George has had playoff success in his career. I know a lot of people's playoff P is a funny thing, but I mean, he made two conference finals with the Pacers to lose to LeBron. One of them went to Game 7. He made the conference finals without Kawhi uh, against the Suns a couple years ago with the Clippers. He has had playoff success. Uh, and also, his podcast, low-key, dude, it might be better than J.J. Reddick's podcast. It's fire. He does like, a good job. Like, I've been like, like I've been thinking about it because I've been listening to that one a lot more lately because I didn't listen to it at first, so I've been like binging all the other oh, ones. Yep. Like, dude, this podcast is like low-key better than J.J.'s. Like, it's close. I still love J.J.'s. They're the top two, but like... That one's good, dude. And to me, when Paul George first made his podcast, it was very, oh, great, another NBA player oh, with yeah, the podcast. Def- yeah, for sure. But now it's like, oh, this is a great podcast. Yeah, he does is. a really good job. I love I, and it's, I love the long episodes. They're me all too. like close to two hours long. I like that. That's I how I prefer something it. to listen to all day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I'm mowing lawns, whatever, I don't want to have to exactly, go to another yeah. podcast. Uh-huh. I want to keep listening to your voice. Exactly. Incoming to our podcast, no, but. <laughs> yeah. But listen to our, but well, ours is number one, obviously. <laughs> but then Paul George, like, is right behind us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. JJ Redick knocks on the door, but he doesn't sit. In they the gotta have everything. Every time I see a TikTok clip of their podcast, all the comments are like, "Please have Westbrook get Westbrook put Russ on there." Westbrook has like never been on a podcast, dude. He'd be a great cast. Obviously, they're boys. I would love to hear Westbrook Me on a podcast. Too. And Paul George would ask him all the juice he wants. Yeah, like I all think the, so. I think he would. I mean, it's just I think Russ they're would go be- on expecting boys. to do yeah, it. Exactly. And, and it'd, it'd but be, maybe he doesn't want to do it because yeah. he never has done one. Because why would he? Everybody is assholes to yeah. him. Yeah. Number one. Number one is Devin Booker. It's clear cut, no question. D-Book can just flat out score the basketball. And we, so we've seen his playmaking chops. They're there. Uh-huh. He can playmake. I, and he's a, he's a solid defender. He's not a great defender, but he's very solid. Uh, I have nothing else to say about yeah. D-Book. Yeah, Devin Booker is number one. Uh, definitely the best shooting guard in the NBA. And it's it's cool because like there was this debate of him and Donovan Mitchell these last so many years. And like Booker has definitely... like cleared himself maybe the nba finals run had a lot to do with that where he was really good 
Um, but these two playoffs that he's been in, um, excuse me, or has it been three playoffs now? Three. Yeah, three playoffs. These three playoffs that he has been in, he has been very good in all of them. And I think that that is a huge indicator of not saying Donovan Mitchell hasn't because he obviously has been too. Um, but Booker is just that dude. Definitely mm-hmm. one of the better offensive players in the entire NBA. Um, and once again, excited to see him, KD, and Beal together on the Suns this year. Yeah, the, the finger never gets pointed at Devin Booker. No. It's never been pointed at Even him. like this past year when they lost to Denver, it was like, oh, they don't have enough guys. Yeah. Oh, KD takes two quarters to start going off, you know? Booker's there from the jump. You, you can't shoot. Every player on the team can't be hunting for mid-range jump yeah, shots. exactly. And expect to win. That's Somebody's why, Beal, that's why shoot. Beal's there. It's genius. Somebody's <laughs> got to shoot threes and layups. <laughs> yeah. Somebody has to do it. All right, so our list last year, we both had CJ McCollum at number 10. We both had DeJounte Murray at number 9, uh, who both of those guys fell off of your list. You had Zach Levine at number 8, so he was the same move spot. Mind, yeah. Fred Van Vliet was my number 8. He was a shooting guard last year. Fred Van Vliet was your number seven. Uh, if Fred Van Vliet, just a quick curiosity, if he was a shooting guard, does he make your top ten here? Yeah. Really? I don't know. Just wondering. Yeah, yeah he does. He's Yeah, he does. I don't He's think he 10. would. I think he'd be like the first guy off for me. I, think I'd, keep, I think I'd keep yeah. Bane over him. Um, and it may, I almost put, took Maxie over Bane, too. That was really, that was a hard one. Maxie's a beast. He is. Um, my number seven was Bradley Beal. Your number six was Bradley Beal. And my number six was Zach Levine. So Beal fell two spots for me, or one spot for me, and one spot for you as well. Levine fell one spot for me as well. No Anthony Edwards on this list, by the way. Or I think mm. he was a small forward last year, actually. Mm. believe he's on the small forwards list. Um, both of our number fives was Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell taking that leap uh, this year for both of us. My number four was James Harden. James Harden was a shooting guard last year. Man, that really does suck. That but, re- but Kyrie wasn't, though. So like, yeah. they basically just got switched. Um, your number four was Jalen Brown. So was he still in the same yeah, spot? Yeah, still same spot. My number three was Jalen Brown. So I, I had Jalen Brown fall two spots. Your number three was James Harden. Both of our number twos were Devin Booker, and both of our number ones were Paul George. Really? Yes. Funny, funny that Paul George. I know. I didn't think that then. you were gonna have. I remember that. I didn't think you were gonna have Paul George at number one. But man, that is that is surprising. But you did, yeah. All right, this is the time of the episode where if you like listening to trivia, you stick around, and if you don't, you get the hell out of here because it's time for trivia. Yeah. Yeah, let me go first because I have two trivias, and I wasn't going to do both of them, but, like, how far are we in? We're not that far into this, right? I don't know. Take a guess. I was going to say, like, 48 or 9. Oh, yeah, you're, you're close. We're at an hour and five. <laughs> That's not that close. <laughs> I know. We're at an hour and five already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do both of them. For real, though, if you don't like trivia, get, get out. Get the hell out of here. We don't want you here. Plus, you like my new uh, Fortnite shirt I got? No way. Dude, <laughs> I have been sitting here reading that for really? an entire podcast, <laughs> trying realize? to figure out, huh, why do I know where Lazy Link says? <laughs> why? Why have I heard that? Uh, to the audio, I got the I got a new shirt, Lazy Link's golf club shirt. Uh, <laughs> so happy I got it. I've Shout been seeing out these Fortnite, meme dude. shirts all over like Instagram and stuff. I was like, dude, I have to get this. I need a meme shirt so like that. Funny. Oh my, Especially that's a good Fortnite shirt. one too. Fortnite so because everyone's gonna add like everyone like all the old people are gonna see me like oh like where's that golf club. <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah, uh, it's in Fortnite. <laughs> it was in Fortnite. Okay. Um, so I have two two trivias for you. I'm just going to do them both. I don't really care. Yeah. 
I don't first care. one. So last, you know, I'm trying to keep this theme going. Of you know, last week we did the point guards list, so I did total assists last year. So oh. shooting guards, what do they do? They shoot the three, obviously. I hate this one. Last year, this, I this hate one's, this. This one. is way harder than the assists for sure, dude. This is my least favorite one. Can you name me the top ten in most three pointers made in last NBA season? Three strikes. I'm gonna be good with the guesses or with the with the hints. I will say though, it's not like there really isn't that many like randos on here. Like it's it's like they're all shooters. It's guys that you would expect to be on here. There is like one guy that's like just a random role player that like you probably aren't gonna guess. The other guys are all shooters and good players. And there's one like weird one still, but okay. he's a good player. Oh, okay, well I'm gonna get started with Steph Curry. Steph Curry is number three, two hundred and seventy three threes this last year, so down year for Steph, but he was injured for a good amount. And I'm not I'm not missing this like I did. I mean, I remember last time we did this, I missed Buddy Healed the entire damn thing. And I'm getting <laughs> Buddy Healed out right now. Buddy Healed is number two, two hundred and eighty eight threes. Buddy Healed yes! also plays he plays like every game. So <laughs> yeah. Eat that. Eat that for fans who have been around wrong enough. Eat yeah. that. <laughs> uh so my next thought is like I know there's more I don't know, but I just don't know which of the star level right. shooters shoot more threes than they do Okay, twos. I will give you this hint as well. Um, there are two guys on the list that we just named that are on this list. Oh, two guys on this list. Okay, interesting. Uh, so I'm not going to go with that. Oh, my. There's a guy. I just got to give him out of my And I know. I think he's top ten. I really do believe this, and it's Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter is not in the top 10, and unfortunately. That just is so I have the screenshot of like the top 20, so I will see if he is in the top 20, but he is not in the top 10. And who be sure? Kevin Herter was in the top 20. He was 14, 15, 16th. That's, that's a pretty solid guess then. Uh, was the other three-point shooter Levine? Zach Levine did not okay, make start giving the me hints. List. How do how am I doing this? <laughs> okay. How am I so bad Zach at three Levine pointers was made? Right behind Kevin. Hart. How am I so bad at three pointers made? Okay, so I do this every single time. You're missing the number one, and the number one is a guy that shoots threes. Trey Young. <laughs> no, no, not Trey Young. Is he on the list? No, he's not on the list. How is Trey Young actually not on the list though? Like that, like, like that's a fair guess. Um, Trey Young is not in the top. Dude, four, I hate this list. Okay, so we're gonna, much. we're gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna include one of the guesses in tickets. <laughs> okay, you know what? Actually, we're going with a five strike policy today. <laughs> we're switching it up. <laughs> five strikes and you're out. I think that's how baseball works. Okay. Um, no, when I say this guy shoots threes, he shoots threes and just threes, and he shoots a lot of them, and he's made a lot of them for a long time. Okay. Uh, and he's good at shooting threes. <laughs> like I hate these trivias. I'm so bad at Like them. when you think about three pointer, who do you think of? <laughs> do you wanna you know my I mean Steph Curry. Yeah, the who's who's of. the other one you think? Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson is number one. Oh, see I didn't I stupid. Yeah, I mean what he, a stupid he, he thing didn't have as good of a year, but he'd still be shooting that three though. Three hundred and one three pointers made. And then Okay, so you still have the two guys that are on the list. That you haven't named. And then there's another guy that shoots a lot of threes that is really good. Um, and then, yeah. I hate this. I literally <laughs> I know, hate so this. This is a hard one. This is the the worst list ever because it's just like, who be shooting the shit out that ball? Uh, okay, so I'm going to go with the guy off the list that I think is making threes. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. 
Jalen Brown is Dude, not on the list. I'm just dodging. Strike four. <laughs> and I've guessed two of the shooting guards on that list. And there's two <laughs> shooting maybe guards a, from maybe the list. Maybe a guy that. that knows Jalen Brown pretty well is on the list. Oh, like uh, Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum is number six. I wanted to guess Jason Tatum. There's also a guy that shoots threes, deep threes, that's on here. Oh, Dame Lillard? Dame Lillard is number five. <laughs> okay, these suck. That hit was a little, dude, this little sucks, too good dude. How am I so bad I guess Dame or that Tatum? I'm getting those How do you guess Jalen Brown over Tatum? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're missing number four. You're missing number seven, number eight, number nine, number ten. Number four and ten are the, the shooting guards on the list that are really good players. Number seven is the random role player. I will tell you, I don't know if this is a fact you knew. I feel like I said this on the podcast at one point, so maybe it'll spark something. This guy led the league in bench points this year. Hmm. Number seven. Oh. Um, and then number eight is a power forward that you don't really know to be shooting threes, but like when you think about it, like yeah, he shoots a lot of threes. And then number nine also probably was close to leading the... This guy like knows the Splash Bros. Well, Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain is not in the Dude. top ten. <laughs> I mean, How is Desmond Bain not in here? Dude? Like, like, this is horseshit. Desmond Bain is not in the top 20 either. I'm picking the best shooters on this list. Strike five. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Okay, but it's not... Yes, Donovan Mitchell's number four. Okay. Because it's obviously not just the best shooters. It's like who scores Volume. a lot of... Because yeah, po- yeah. like, Desmond Bain is probably a better shooter, but Donovan Mitchell shoots more threes, you know? So even though you're at strike five, it's like you get... <laughs> Five strikes, you know. Yeah, yeah. That you can't get play. to the sixth one, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So you have the top five. You need. You have the top six. Actually, you need seven, eight, nine, and ten. Okay. Uh, there's the power forward in there, and there's the role player. I can't think of the power. The forward. power forward is like a good, like he's like all NBA uh, power forward. Oh, really? All star. Okay, so then, I mean, like he's not that good, but like no, no, yeah, definitely not. Is it? Uh, is he really tall? No. Oh my gosh! Are you uh, gonna guess Porzingis? Mm-mm. I was gonna guess a little bit shorter, like two inches, three inches maybe. I was All gonna right. guess Lowry Market. Oh, oh yeah, that's not. A, he actually just missed the list. I'm pretty sure. Uh okay. The other four. I, I'm not gonna. I want to get this other shooting guard that's on this list. Who is the other two guard? Like he, this guy plays a lot of games. He scores the ball, but he's just known for his mid-range jump shot. And that's where uh, I think I would rather go. Final guess, Paul George. I should have went D-Buck. It is neither of them. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you I'm so to, happy me, this is over. I'm going to give you the list. You know how happy I am that this is over. <laughs> I apologize. That maybe, was, I sh- maybe I should have not done this one and just the other <laughs> trivia that I have. Okay, so number seven is Malik Beasley. He was the bench scorer. He led the league in bench scoring this year, even though when he got traded to the Lakers, he like didn't play at all. That's how much he was scoring in Utah. Uh, number eight is Julius Randle. Mm. Uh, Randle be shooting a yeah, hell of a Yeah, he be threes. shooting them. Yeah. He don't make a lot, it feels like. I mean, like. he made the eighth most in the league this but, year. But, like, I wonder on what clip he's doing that. It, I mean, it's it, got to be at least 38, 37, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, probably like 37, yeah. He just shoots a He lot. wouldn't be allowed to shoot him if he was that's, getting that's shooting 32. Number nine is Jordan Poole. I, I thought about Jordan Poole. I did, but yeah. I didn't think to guess him over right. freaking Desmond Payne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number ten is Anthony Edwards. Okay, I did. He was the he was the one. And uh, to me, it's just never right three. It's not what my it's not what but I. But he plays about. a lot though. Yeah, he do. He do. Yeah. That was terrible. Sorry, 
<laughs> oh, I Hopefully hope. this doesn't go as bad. No, I hope you struggle. I'm hopeful. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. I don't think I'm even going to give you hints. Oh, wow. Uh, we're doing the Miami Heat's last 10 NBA draft picks. This list goes all the way back to 2007. Oh, wow. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Just right there. Just good luck. All right. Uh, can I see that time? Yes. Actually. Okay. So, so this is tough because the Heat have also made a lot of trades. And so I don't know if that reflects their draft by any means, their draft picks. Um, I don't think they've made any, like, draft night trades, though. Not that I can think of. All right. So we're going to start off with Jaime Jaquez Jr. Yeah. The new Triple J. Psych. It's always going to be Jaren. Um, we're going to have, oh, oh, did Jovic go in the first round? Yeah, Nikola Jovic went in the first round. He did. Good, okay. good job. Good job. I thought. Um, Tyler Hero is going to be in here. 2019. Have I, did I skip any yet? Oh, uh, yeah, you skipped one. Okay, I'll figure it out later. Um, I'm skipping around here, but Bam Adebayo is obviously on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to get all the easy ones out of the way. Get out the way. Um, I don't think there's any other easy ones like in there that I can think of. Okay, so I'm missing twenty what twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Yep, you're missing twenty twenty. They didn't have a twenty twenty one first round pick. Okay, you're missing twenty 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 fifteen. Twenty twenty below. Ben. Wow, that's pretty crazy. That's quite the gap. Twenty twenty. Hmm, who would have been the first round pick in twenty twenty? Is this guy? Was this guy on the Heat? Yep. As a rookie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure that this wasn't a trade that I am forgetting about. Um, so I mean, it just sucks because everyone is undrafted on the Heat. You know, like mm-hmm. none of their dudes are. Yeah, none of the. Uh, you don't have a current Heat player left <laughs> on this. Oh, dope. <laughs> you do not For have, sure. <laughs> you have gotten four players and you have. There's not a one more current because Heat player. Because they don't like them. They get first round picks and they're like, if you don't turn into a star. We're trading you so we can draft guys or pick up guys that are better. And I think that's accurate for what this guy is. And I figured we that... We drafted th- him, and then we, we... And then they moved on Yeah, from him. They said, you know, we don't want you. And I, so he had to have been in a trade, obviously. What trade would the Heat have pulled? Ooh, I know what... It, I know who it is. Do Precious Oshawa. It is Precious Oshawa. Kyle Lowry trade. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so 2015... Precious Asha would look nice on that heat. 2015 right is now. still a notable guy. You don't have to think too hard for him. I believe uh, he's not notable in the NBA, though. Right now, I wouldn't call him. But like he was, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I like, think I know who it is. Oh, he might not have been a first-round pick. This guy is definitely... This you guy, You know this guy's a first-round pick. Oh. In 2015. Oh. This guy, This guy, we know. We know. We had a draft night in 2015. That's fans. Wait, what? The Pistons did. The Pistons... I there I wanted this guy really bad on draft. Oh, night oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about this. Yeah, Justice Winslow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Damn, that might have been too good of a hint. You, no, that's all right. I probably would have thought of it at some point. Maybe. Okay, so I'm gonna give you your years left because it, it's this is where it's like, holy shit, these guys are hard. 2014, 2012, 2008, and 2007. All right. Uh, 2014 and 2012 did not play one game for the Miami Heat. Uh, and I've got another hit, hit right. in the back for a little bit. Did the seven or eight guys? Uh, 2007 uh, did not. He was traded on draft night. Okay. 2008 did. And did you know the guy in 2008? 
Yeah, I know 2007 and 2008 and 2014. 2012, I have no, I never no heard idea. No idea, okay. But, like, 2014 had a good player. That's right. for damn sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so, like, none of these guys played on the Heat yet, so I can't think. Of, maybe, I, maybe I could try to think about trades, but, like, they made so many, like, little trades, too, that there probably isn't a significant trade in here. Um, this was the 20th pick in 2014. 20th pick in 2014. So this would have been the Andrew Wiggins draft. 20th pick. Give me a position. Uh, I'm going to give you... He's a, he was a blue blood. I think that's okay. a better guess. Okay, that's, I think that's that a better helps, hint. That helps. Okay. Blue blood. So he's from MSU probably. <laughs> from MSU or Villanova. <laughs> Get controversial. The two clear blue bloods. This guy's clearly um, a blue he's blood. He's probably from Michigan. <laughs> okay, uh, blue blood in 2014. Uh, <laughs> so I have a couple guesses like are, like that are in this range. I just don't... You know what? I Actually, I think this guy did get drafted by the Heat. Is it Frank Mason the third? No. Oh man, no. I was confident. That's a fun that guess. That's I was fun confident guess. in that one. That's a fun guess. I think he actually he play, he probably played a year after Andrew Wiggins left. So is this guy at Kansas? No. Oh no, no. I'm saying Frank Mason probably oh, played a year. Oh right, yeah, after, yeah. He, he might have been 15 or yeah, 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 for sure. I was just trying to go through him. Um, hmm. another hint for this guy. You have mentioned this guy while we played this game before. Really? You mentioned him for a... Oh, my God. Is it P.J. Hairston? It's P.J. Hairston. Oh, my God. It is P.J. Hairston. <laughs> Dude, when I used to play... I play franchise in, like, every 2K. I used to get P.J. Because he he was traded to Charlotte, I believe, for Shabazz Napier, actually. I don't, yes. know, how I, I don't know how I know that. Because <laughs> um, I just remember on draft night, the Napier throwing on the heat hat, and it was like, no, he got traded for P.J. Hairston. Because I loved P.J. Hairston. Yeah, because Braun said something about Napier. And I would take P.J. Hairston, trade him to the Lakers, do a Lakers franchise, but just make P.J. Hairston's potential 99. That would be the only thing I would change. Why? Because I don't know why, dude. I just wanted him to be so good. You were like, I, I like, like P.J. Hairston. <laughs> I don't know why. And then he never was. I do that every year with somebody, and then I latch on to them. Yeah. Like, with my heart. But I always do it with someone that I know, like, isn't going to turn out that good. Um, <laughs> I always do it with guys like that's Killian so Hayes. That's so random. Uh, <laughs> by the hurt. way, Josh Richardson, I was going to guess him earlier, but obviously he's not in here. He no. must have not been a first round pick. Uh, I think he was a trade. I mean, yeah, he might have been I a trade. He was a trade. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think he was okay. a Spurs trade. Um, maybe. Um, okay. So 2012, 2012 was guessing. pick 27. He went to Mississippi State. He played two years for Philly. He wore the number five, and he played power forward. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can give you a lot. Quite the amount of hints. 2012. And- 2012. Whose draft is 2012? Why can't I think of that right now? Oh, AD. Yeah, that's the AD draft. Mississippi State? Yeah. Oh, the only guy I can think of is Reggie Perry that went to Mississippi State. That feels like a good name. He's, he's, but he like was, he's like a rookie in the NBA. Gotcha. Like his second year. Um, <laughs> This guy, I, I just... Number five? Yeah, he was number Philly five. For Philly two years. Two years. So he was and on them a, a like terrible Philly teams. Okay, that actually kind of helps. Yep. Number five. Do you know what position this guy was? Powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, that feels like a good name to Reggie Perry. It just felt okay. So it's not like Reggie Evans. No, that's not a guess. No. But, um. Okay. Power forward on the bad Philly teams. Oh, dude, I think I might know. Just played for two seasons. Is his last name start with a V? No. 
Okay. Starts with an M. His first name starts with an A. <laughs> I mean, I, I, wow. I feel like I could damn okay, near I spell thought, his I was, name I was thinking of a different guy then. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's about that's about A.M. giving me the initials. I, I feel like if I don't know it. You don't know I it, I don't right? know it. Arnett Moultrie. Oh, no, dude. I have never heard that name in my life. <laughs> never. Wow. See, I feel like most of these, I like at least have heard of yeah. them. I'm just never going to guess it. I've actually never heard that name <laughs> in my either. whole life. But two years for Philly. Okay. Uh, 2008, he played for Miami Heat. You know this guy. Played for the he Miami Heat. He was a high overall player. Oh, it was probably Mario Chalmers, wasn't it? No. Oh, really? That felt good, though. I could tell. Oh, that definitely felt like it was Mario. Yeah, he was a little earlier, I think. Because he was damn good in college. I would think the, later. won the natty. I don't know what year that happened. Um, He was D-Rose draft. D-Rose was 2008, right? I don't know. You're better with that. Yeah, D-Rose was 2008. Yeah, he was this draft. Um, Well, yeah. So Mario Chalmers must have been a trade. This, Maybe he wasn't a first rounder. This is like the one time that he had a high pick. I've never seen the Heat with a high overall pick. Oh, they had a high pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it was before Braun came, like a couple years after Shaq left, and they won the chip. This guy played on the Heat for a few years. Yeah. Give me a position. Small forward, power forward. Okay. <laughs> no, never mind. I was never, never mind. I was. I had a bad guess. This guy is a pretty big name, but like, not for the reasons guys are typically big names. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's magic! Isn't it, isn't it Michael Beasley? It's Michael Beasley, yeah. second overall pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight. Just had to think about that. Yeah. Uh, two thousand seven. Really good college player. Really good, and like one of the best Hyped mixes up, ever. Dude, yeah. Uh, two thousand seven was a player. He was the twentieth overall pick. He was a perennial. Uh, what's that called? What do we call those guys who jump teams all the time? Journeyman. Journeyman. He was a perennial journeyman in the NBA. Uh, didn't play his first year for the Miami. I. I guess uh, he didn't. I, I'm almost for sure. Right. I wouldn't know if he, even if he did. Yeah. Uh, big white guy. Okay. Um, 2007 is just so far ago, but he played until 2019. This guy played a long time as like a so perennial just like journeyman Birdman. center. I was thinking like Chris Kamen, but he was picked high, so it's not him since you said he was 20th pick. Um, 2007 KD's draft. Well, Greg Oden's draft. Um, it's Katie's draft. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, hmm. I'm just going to throw out like a random guess here. Played till 2019. Though. I was going to say Robert Sacre, but he did not play Didn't make it that far. So 2019, that means like they like they played for a while. Yeah, for sure. He was on. Like, uh, was this guy like solid? Yeah. Give me a list of teams that you know he played on. I think I'll get Philly him. and New York. I know he was on both of them. That's Philly in New York. Big white guy. I think he was on the heat high key now that I think about it. Okay. I think he was. Um, He's got a generic ass name. Generic white guy name. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, is it Jason Smith? It's Jason Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Jason. Yeah, Nick's is definitely the team I remember him from. Where'd he go to college? I do not know. Colorado State. There, yeah, there's your information. Guess, never guessing. There's that. your information of the day. You know what? I'll take the Jason Smith and Michael Beasley polls. I know I got some hints for it, but I'll take that. Who was the guy that Shaq dunked on and shoved over? That big white guy. Oh, that was some random dude. Yeah, I know. Who, I, I know feel like it was very about. similar to Jason Smith. As a <laughs> yeah, <man>. probably. <laughs> like, Damn, Jason Smith played till 2019. Yeah, he was rostered. That's crazy. All right. This is the last trivia. <laughs> This one could be harder than the first one. 
But there isn't going to be a strike limit. It's just going to be until, like, you just, like, can't, like, until you're getting too many wrong. Like, I can't function. Because like, this isn't, like, an order. This is a how many dudes type thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. This is an interesting one. There have been nine players in NBA history to average 20 points per game every year of their career. Try to get all of them. Wow. To never average under a dub. Eight guys? Nine. Okay. But, like, it's basically eight, technically nine, if that helps. Ugh, I hate that. What does that mean? I it's don't want every we'll get year, it. Oh, just, just here, let me just say this. And I, if it, this is too confusing, tell me. It's every year of their career. So this guy must have missed a so year like, of his own It career. could be like if you played like one year and averaged 20. Oh, and I don't know who that is. <laughs> like One year and averaged 20. It could be a guy that's like in the league right now and only has played in one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So Paulo. <laughs> yeah, Paulo Van okay, Carroll. Gotcha. Uh, that one is like a... He's yeah. played one year, yeah. obviously. You know, uh, but, but yes. Okay, so I will, before you go, there are one, two, three, four, five, six of these guys are current. A lot of them are current, yeah. Um, because think about it, though. Like, the dudes back then, like, who's averaging yeah. dub the whole time? And it's like, because when they hit 35, like, they they're start, not averaging 20. Because there's a lot of really, really good players that average 20 for 15 years. And Straight. then the last year of their career, they averaged 17. Or, like, Shit. a lot of guys, um, like, I'll just give you these two right now. I thought that Trey Young and Carl Anthony Towns would be on here. Both from average like 19 their rookie year. Like they just mm. missed it. Carmelo Anthony was a guy who averaged 20 for like, had like 14 seasons. And then the last few years he just fell off. So now you can go ahead. LeBron. LeBron has done it. Uh, Luka Doncic. Luka is one of them as well. Uh, Zion. Zion is one of them as well. Nice, nice. So you've gotten three out of the six. Oh, I have that pen back. Yeah. Three out of the six. Current player, or tech, no, actually four. You got Paulo Bencaro, so. Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis is not on here. He had his rookie year. He was the only, that was, he was one of those guys. Somebody that I just don't really know, and it's because I don't know the end of their career. So you're the, missing, sorry, one, two, three current players still. And he's a, he's an older guy, and I'm going to guess I'm just, Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Okay. And, every year. And I would have guessed that in Washington. Even he was them still Washington doing years, yeah. he averaged 20, yes. He was still, he was still balling. Yep. I mean, he had his 40s in that so time. You're, so you only have one guy that is not current that is on here. Um, he is not current. Like, he ain't been playing for long. Like, like not trying to be disrespectful, but, like, he's probably not alive. Oh. Oh. That would be my that would be my assumption. I, I mean, I don't know, but I would just take a, I would take a guess and say this guy is passed away. <laughs> You know, Sorry. The guy that I'm thinking of is, uh, and I'm not going to know his name, so I'm just going to ask you, because I know it's not him. It's the dude that played on the Hawks who was a shooter. No way. It's Lou. Oh, no, no, no. It's not him. It's not oh, him. it's Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit, okay. yes. But I thought it was. That's <laughs> hilarious that you just got that. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Lou, Lou Hudson. Yeah, yeah, Lou yeah, Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Just because he was such That's a beast. That's such a random one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he won the 1956. I think Bob Pettit's still alive. MVP. Because like, the only MVPs who MVP have passed. MVP in 1956, though? But I think the only MVPs who have passed are, like, Kobe. Hey, Kobe's, like, one of three I mean, he MVPs. he retired in 1965. You got to like, check if he's still so, alive. Oh, I am. That is so long ago. Yeah, I think he's still alive. It doesn't say anything about him being dead. I'm sorry, Bob Pettit. I I totally I totally just call He's 90. He's still alive. He's 90. 90. 
Wow. I feel like that was safe to say he could be. No, I think so. I mean, 90 years old, you're pushing it. You're pushing it, pal. Getting Bob Pettit is pretty wild. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. When I tell you there's a really old guy and you, like, somehow accidentally get it. (laughs) Yeah, I accidentally stumbled upon it. Because that means you don't have to guess Kareem or Will or... Mm -hmm. Because Will was going to be my guess. current players left. Will, at the end of his career, had, like, one season. Kareem, at the end of his career, had, like, one season. Um, Yeah, it's one, two... Three current players left, and that's it. Oh, and this is where it gets. Now it's like there's a chance. There's a there's a there's a door in sight. There's a window. And if this helps, I think this 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 kind of helps. One of them is an old guy. One of them is like an in their prime guy, and one of them is a young guy. Okay, guy who's uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is one Let's of them. Go. Yes, that's Joel, the prime guy. Joel Embiid benefits from uh, missing the first two years of his career, and then stepping in and average twenty as a rookie, even though it's his third year. Old dude who's done it. Uh, hmm. <sighs> KD. KD is the old guy. Yes. I was gonna. It was between him and Dame, and then it was. It was thinking. I, Dame was I, probably close. All I could think was Dame. Dame won I, rookie of the year, and so. then I went, huh? But KD. Yeah. Okay, KD's young it. guy. Young, young guy. Let's just do this. Guy. I wouldn't say he's like young. Like he's, like, he's not like Apollo, like made it off of a – he's been in the league for like four or five years at least. I don't want to miss now. And, and you know who I'm think, thinking of? That guy who was on the shooting, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell Let's is go, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Nine for nine. Re- if like, you stuck around. <laughs> if- but you did guess Anthony Davis, but <laughs> – Sorry to burst your bubble. Keep going, though. Nine for ten. If you listened to this point in the podcast, just give me a congratulations. Yeah. Say good job, Easton. This makes me feel good. <laughs> you Man. redeemed yourself hardcore there. <laughs> like, that was pretty impressive, dude. Like I will nine say, of like, ten is... Especially to not... I mean, me telling you there's six current players definitely helped because I think you would have guessed all them older dudes. Mm-hmm, like, for sure. Even I like guessed, Larry or yeah, something. for sure. But still, like, I don't know if I would have gotten that. That like, made that, me feel that, good. That man. was good. That was really that was very awesome. impressive trivia performance. Way to end it after this That will be the first start. TikTok I post. Yes. And then I'll post the yes. three-pointer. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> But hopefully people laugh and they'll yeah, like yeah. make fun of you in the comments. But it's like more engaging. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like, like it's it's worth it, and it's know? just like controversy inspires you know views. Like and oh, blah, you blah. think I did bad on this? Well, go look at the other one. I just yeah. freaking rocked, rocked. And that one will get five hundred views probably <laughs> for sure. It will. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.